To answer is human, to question is divine. Welcome to the world of the Hidden Gateway, an exhilarating podcast exploring the concepts humans have been struggling with since the dawn of existence, such as, who are we? Is there such a thing as good and evil, or are they arbitrary constructs? Does the paranormal exist? How can we evolve to a higher state? Can our mind influence what we term as reality? Providing a transcendental approach combined with hard-nosed humanistic analysis, we invite you on a journey to question your worldview in this theater of life. Join our host, Justin Williams, as he explores the outer realms of faith, the supernatural, human potential, and even our concepts of the universal creator with a fascinating array of guests. This is the unseen world, magical, mysterious, and mystical, where your only limitation is your imagination. This is The Hidden Gateway. Welcome back to another episode of the Hidden Gateway podcast. As always, I am your host, Justin Williams. Today's guest is George Della Pietra. George is the founder of Safe Blood Donation. Safe Blood Donation's goal is to offer a worldwide network of clinics that matches donors and recipients to provide mRNA free blood. It's all about free blood choice. What they do, what they want to do is reestablish the human right of the free choice of your blood donor. George, welcome to the Hidden Gateway Podcast. How are you doing? Hello, Justin. I'm very well. Thank you very much. And a big thank you for inviting me and giving the opportunity to talk here. However, you said everything in the introduction. I cannot say it any better. This is exactly what Safe Blood is about. Awesome. Awesome. Very good. Very good. So I, I want you to tell me in, in our audience as well, just tell us about Safe Blood. How did you come up with the idea? And uh, what, what is your, I mean, I talked about in the intro, your, your goal, but I would like for you to go a little bit deeper with it for me, if you don't mind. Yes, uh, the goal is indeed something which we need a little bit to talk about because people often uh, mistaken us uh, as a blood bank. And yes, blood, a blood bank is one of our aims but not, not even the main goal, to be honest. So, but we'll talk about the goals later. Let me answer your first question. How did I come up with it? I have a background in naturopathy. I used to have a naturopathic clinic in Switzerland in the 80s and 90s. And by that time, HIV was the big thing. So I was specialized in virus, bacteria, and vaccination damage. Bingo, exactly the three things which we are actually right now talking about. Mm-hmm. However, so I thought I would retire. I, I moved to Thailand to run some health resorts mm-hmm. and thought I will come back later to Switzerland, which I did with the idea of being a musician, which I am also. But nothing happened because COVID came. And when COVID came, all the concerts were canceled. I did not have any intention to go back to the medical field, but I was more or less forced to because from day one, I've seen that the the whole COVID hype was something which we never imagined would be possible because there was no medical reason for the whole thing. And uh, when the vaccines were rolled out, 
um, I heard or I've seen first pictures from people who did the dark field microscopy, which I also did in my clinic long time ago. And I never have seen anything like the pictures I've seen there. So there is something going on, which I said, highly alert. And uh, I, I was looking into it. And uh, when, of course, it was became clear that the damage which is done by the vaccination, which would be another thing to talk about, but this damage is also going into the blood. And when you when it's in the blood and you would ever need a blood transfusion, you would be vaccinated through the back door. And this, of course, was not something I would want for my children and grandchildren or anybody in the world. So I said, let's do something against it. I googled, is there anybody taking care of this? Is there an organization taking care of this one and a half years ago when I started, there was nothing. Now we have luckily a few initiatives in um, several countries which want to do the same. Most of them work together with me in the meantime. We are in 70 countries worldwide right now working, wow. uh, almost 30 of the states in the US, which we are already working. But um there was nobody who, who really did it. So I started in Switzerland and the aim was from day one to go worldwide because it's all about networking. We live in times where networking is one of the most important things. And as you said, we want to be a platform for the unvaccinated who want to stay unvaccinated. However, not only vaccinated people can become members too, of course, because we don't want to divide the world uh, more than necessary. We do it for a medical reason. Vaccinated people can, of course, not be blood donors, but they can still be receivers. Oh, they can. That's good. That's very good. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I heard you say you're in over 70 countries and 30 plus states here in the United States. You know, what are some of the challenges that you face when you speak with these different countries or states to get your to offer your services in their countries, and I also would like to know which countries um, have not gotten on board. Because, in my opinion, there's been this concentrated effort with the leaders of these countries to you know push the vaccination, and that's that's something I want to get into in a little bit as well. So. How 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 has it been that you've been able to get in these countries when there's been this con- concentrated effort? And again, which countries are giving the the most pushback? Okay, the uh, the biggest pushback for me was from day one on. I had to get used to the fact that whoever I'm talking to, whether it's medical professionals or governments, the answer I hear in ninety nine point nine percent is a big no. No, they are not interested. They think we're conspiracy theorists, mm-hmm. while the fact is in the meantime that the governments are the conspiracy theorists, they tell you things which <laughs> which used to be um, conspiracy theories from our side. So the whole thing has changed a little bit from my yeah. point of view. So However, true. so when talking to officials, I've been writing like in Germany, I've been writing more than 500 emails to hospitals to try them to become medical partners. We may talk later about what a medical partner should be. Um, and the, the ignorance is unbelievable. You know, these chief surgeons in, in the hospitals, they just think we're all idiots, uh, which I think we are not. We're just uh, 
conscious people and maybe we're a bit um, careful people. Yes, yeah, should be. You should take care of your health, right? So the, the wherever you knock, and I knock on many doors. One thing are politicians, then we knock on the doors of potential partners, which are mainly hospitals, laboratory chains, which we try to become a partner. And the answer is always no. <laughs> so um, um, what I, of course, did then, I tried to focus on putting pressure on hospitals, on politicians, social pressures, getting a big organization with a voice we can raise, that we are heard and that we are answered. And the background is that there are a few countries or places in the world, like Africa, for instance, where it is absolutely possible to choose the blood donor. You can mm-hmm. go to, in, in Africa, you can go to hospital, you bring your brother and say, this is my blood donor. Or you don't even have to say, they even ask you if you can bring your own blood donor. While the rest of the world, Europe, they say, no, this is medically not possible. We don't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Anymore. They used to do it everywhere in the world. But since COVID, da, 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 no. There's another yeah. agenda. They don't do it anymore. You cannot even donate your own blood anymore. Wow. The United States is a bit different. In the United States, I was very happy to learn only about a month ago, to be honest, that it is possible you can actually go to a hospital in most states and they would let you choose. They will not do it voluntarily or happily. So you might have to have some pressures. You need to make your stand very clear. But mm-hmm. you are in, eventually you're able to find a hospital which lets you choose, which is fantastic in the United States. This is why we will be able to process very fast in the States while in Europe or other parts of the world, we are still fighting for the right that a hospital would accept the blood, which either we deliver at some stage or our members deliver directly when they are called to. Our problem in most places of the world is that we simply don't have a medical partner which would allow to use this blood, even though there is no law in any country of the world which would forbid it, but they don't do it. In Germany, for instance, hospitals, they simply lie to you. They tell you it's forbidden. We cannot do it, but it's a lie. It's not, but they don't do it. And in the States, I'm very happy we can process fast. So we will get there very soon. Excellent, excellent. And I have a lot of listeners who live in Canada. What has it been like uh, in regards to your efforts in getting safe blood donation in Canada? Canada, same thing. Uh, also, the situation is very different because Canada is tough. There is no chance of uh, free blood choice. Um, but what is very nice that Canada is very close to the United States. So from the beginning, actually, what we aim for is, like, say, Alaska, which is bordering, that people from Canada can come over to the States and get their uh, blood here. Same thing from the South. We also are uh, building up Mexico right now. That mm-hmm. People can, for instance, people from Europe can fly to Mexico, then go over the border and get the clinic in, Tex- in Texas, which will do the surgery they need to do with clean blood. But Canada, we are at the same time, actually, as we build up the United States, uh, having a fantastic team of great guys who are really working hard on this right now. And we will be able to offer solutions in Canada with within a month, two, three, 
in the United States probably earlier because it's Terra is much easier. Wow. Okay. Okay. Now, George, I recently learned about laboratory grown blood. Could that possibly be a safe alternative? Um, we just had a digital uh, breakout a moment. I did not understand your question. Can you repeat, please? Yes, I was just saying that I recently learned about laboratory-grown blood. You, could that possibly be a safe alternative, or or what are your thoughts on that? I would say it, it can be an alternative. I would not say a safe alternative because mm -hmm. uh, they are they are very advanced. It, it will not take another ten years until we have synthetic blood, mm -hmm. and under certain circumstances, I think this might be an alternative. Let's say when it's really a, a question of death and life in an emergency case, and I don't have any options, then okay, give me synthetic blood. Right. If it's not an emergency case, I would always go for the organic way because um, yeah. we eat organic food, we try everything organic, so why should I get synthetic blood into my right. system? Um, and where would I know from what else they put in this synthetic blood? So, I mean, it will not be us who come up with this. It will be people who are interested maybe in, in a different agenda than we are. So, yes, this is an option we consider. But to be honest, my approach is, is different. I rather try at most right now to avoid any kind of transfusions, whether they are with so-called clean blood, synthetic blood, or with with uh, vaccinated blood. Uh, there is a good, good chance if we force the medical system a little bit, or let's say if we give them an incentive to say nicely that we can avoid 80% of transfusions at all by using surgery techniques, which can be done. They, people learn it in medical school but they simply don't do it in the hospitals. And we have a system in place for our members. They have a member card with a QR code. They scan it in the hospital. When you come in as an emergency case, for instance, where they have immediate access to your living will. And in the living will, we state, among other things, which is for me the most important one, that we say we do not want any kind of blood transfusions unless everything else is tried before, which is volume builders. There are several techniques um, how we can avoid transfusions. And there is one technique in particular, it's called the autologous transfusion, which means during a surgery, the blood you lose as a patient is collected immediately and brought back in your bloodstream. If this would be done, everywhere and all the time, we could avoid a huge number of transfusions. And the best transfusion for me is an avoided transfusion. I like that. <laughs> I know that's right. Very good. Very, very good. Now, I want to talk about uh, the vaccine a little bit. I would love to get your thoughts on that. Um, what are your thoughts on why there has been this huge push for literally everyone to be vaccinated, especially with all the dangers associated with the vaccine? There would be no uh, explanation for this, to be honest, from a medical point of view. I mean, first, we are vaccinated against the virus, which uh, was the so-called century pandemic, which it not was. Everybody knows in the meantime, it was more or less the flu, right? So no 
reason to be vaccinated in the first place. Second, you would never, and you learn this in medical school, vaccinate during a pandemic against a virus which mutates anyway, because what happens, the virus simply mutates even faster. So in, you learn in medical school, you don't do this, and it was done. Then the whole vaccines were rolled out, and, and this is, of course, with the, uh, in, with the technique, which is new. The mRNA technique is new. It is altering the DNA, as we know. It, it causes lots of huge problems. The, the major one may be uh, the thrombosis, which is uh, caused, and this is what people actually die of or have uh, strokes or whatever. And that this is rolled out, there is no, really no explanation unless you think about an agenda behind the whole thing, because I tried so many times to, to understand what's going on, because from a medical point of view, it does not make no sense. It also does not make any sense that the WHO says now we want to use all vaccinations in the future as mRNA vaccinations. So this yeah. will be that much, much worse. I heard you say that. I heard you say that previously on another show that they, they definitely want to um, implement the mRNA technology in all future vaccinations. And that's really? that's that's scary for a lot of people. That's I not mean, the secret. They say they right. uh, communicate very openly what they're planning to do. And I, I, I still wait for the outcry about this one because mm -hmm. it, what we have now is, is, is nothing compared to what's coming. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're not pro-COVID um, vaccination. Now, what are your thoughts on other vaccinations that do not contain the mRNA technology? Personally, I'm, of course, not COVID vaccinated. I would never do this. I was uh, alerted at the right time. Some people are not. And this is the main reason why we also welcome vaccinated people. I, I'm not a judge. I don't have to say, you made a mistake. I don't want you here. We all make mistakes. And this is a, could be a little mistake. And I don't judge anybody for this. So... No problem. But vaccinations in general, as I told you, I was specialized on vaccination damage in my clinic, mm -hmm. which I had. So I'm cautious, let's say like this. Okay. I like the idea of a vaccination. It's, fan it's fantastic. It's a bit like homeopathy. You have something you put in the body in a very, very small dosage, which may prevent you from getting a disease. Great idea. And obviously it works in some cases. It never works in cases where you have a virus which will mutate. Like, for instance, the flu, the yearly flu vaccinations are totally stupid. It's against every good sense because the virus from last year is another one than today. So this year you vaccinate with the virus from last year. You're always behind. There are other diseases which are not mutating. I think the idea would good to, to do vaccines there. The problem is that all these vaccinations, they are manufactured by chemical companies and they have an agenda which is unfortunately not always the nicest one. For instance, you have mercury in these vaccinations and right. really, really scary things too. So I personally do not vaccinate my kids against anything, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Same here. I, I have not seen that that is really 
one, or not even one actually, which helps. If there would be a vaccine against malaria, for instance, which is one of the biggest uh, problems on this planet, still there is nothing against it, or you, you name it, the, the real big threats, they, they look for vaccines since decades at least. There is nothing. However, they were surprisingly able to come up with a vaccine with a new technology in two years <laughs> without right. any trials. And they mm-hmm. just decided, yeah, let's make the worldwide trial, which mm-hmm. we are all in right now. Yeah, worldwide so trial, worldwide Vaccinations, <laughs> be careful. Think about, is it really offering what it can? I mean, there are countries like India or Africa, they sue, uh, for instance, Bill Gates, because they had huge vaccination damage, and I can understand this. Um, there's probably also another agenda behind it. I would just say, it is your choice. I don't say don't get vaccinated. You must feel comfortable with your choice. Right, right. It's all about free choice. I love that. And, you know, obviously, you know, the vaccination itself, you spoke earlier in regard to how it can cause thrombosis. And then you have these boosters where people have received one, two, three, four boosters as well. I could only imagine that that is causing further damage within one system and changing of the DNA, as you spoke of earlier, yes? To be honest, this is actually, for me, the most scaring of the whole thing. Okay, yes, we have a DNA which is altered. We will survive this as humanity somehow. We have um, lots of inorganic, non, not declared substances in these vaccinations. Humanity will survive it somehow. But mm-hmm. what happens is you have your first shot, then you have your second one, and there is an immune reaction. And the immune system is totally triggered out, uh, latest after the third or fourth vaccination, the immune system simply breaks down. And this is the biggest threat for health for me in the few, for the future generations. They don't have an immune system anymore. They get a, a, a simple flu and they may die of it because the immune system does not work anymore. It's, mm-hmm. This is why, for me, this whole vaccination thing is, as I said earlier, Two is the crime of the century. Because these people, they know it. And they still do it. And that's the horrible part. They know it. They still do it. And, you know, there have been all these deaths. And I think there are going to be a lot more. And obviously, they won't say it's due to the vaccine. But um, I know someone has to be collecting some type of data out there. I know someone has to. And and it might be those that that know, you know, and that's, that's just that's horrible. It's a crime against humanity. Absolutely. There are several organizations which collect data, actually. There are websites where you can go and register uh, vaccination damage and stuff. So the the evidence is here since a long time. It's just ignored. It's, It's Indeed, I cannot say it different. It's a crime. It is a crime. It is. Now, George, lately I've been reading about the possible shedding associated with the vaccine. Is this true? And are the non-vaccinated at risk? What are your thoughts on that? There are new studies about this which actually um, say, yes, there is a contamination from vaccinated people to unvaccinated ones without touching, without, uh, and of course, they also work already on the next generations of vaccines, which go from one person to another without needing to be vaccinated. That's a different problem, actually. The whole shedding, 
Um, for me, we have a biological level, which is um, virus or a vaccine or whatever goes into one person and usually is not just going out to the next person. The biologically is actually not possible. Uh, maybe there is, uh, in, in terms of virus, you can, um, let's say, through any kind of, you cough at somebody's face, maybe he can get it okay. Mm-hmm. How this should work with the vaccination is, for me, right now a mystery. But I, I read these reports, which we lately hear, of course, with high interest. I cannot exclude it at all because there is a, another level. I talked about the biological one. There is the energetic level. So there are, for instance, therapists. I know several of them. Uh, they they feel if somebody is vaccinated or not. They don't even have to see it. They just feel it. They see it and they, they get unwell in the presence of a vaccinated person. People laugh about this. I don't. I'm not an esoteric person. I'm a spiritual person, but not esoteric. So yeah. I, 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 I like when something works, I don't even think too much why it works. It just works. I'm a pragmatic person. <laughs> so I, there are things which I don't know in life, but simply because I don't know it, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So yes, shedding obviously in some way on an energetic level takes place. And this is then very difficult. We have, of course, options. If this works energetic, you have also the the option to treat it energetically. For instance, right now I'm in contact with a couple of healers, spiritual healers. They say they have excellent um, results with treating vaccinated people, which I think is fantastic. And this, I think, might be the approach uh, to go there. Um, what does this mean for safe blood now? Mm-hmm. Okay, there is shedding. What should we do? Can Should we test now everybody each time um, when we get we need blood to see if it's maybe an unvaccinated person who also has some sort of anything in, in the blood? There might be a time in the future when we have an easy test, which is even recognized by the, the medical facilities too, that... Uh, we can prove actually that we really have damage of the vaccine in the blood. Then, and if this is easily done, then we can do this before each transfusion. This should actually not be a big problem. Science is working on it. They will come up with something. Right now, the, the fact is that we can prove whether the blood is contaminated or not only through dark field microscopy which is not recognized as a scientific method. Scandal from my point of view, because it's clear. It's For me, it's 100% working, but it's not recognized. So it's, it's not very suitable to make a dark field microscopy with every member every two months or something like this. So we have to live with a certain level of uncertainty because um, one thing is we go for an ideal. The ideal is we can have 100% unvaccinated people. There is no terrorist sneaking in into our um, organization or something like this and says he's vaccinated or he is vaccinated and says he's not. Can all everything cannot be excluded? So you can you can get safety. You can let's say go for an ideal which you want. 
and then there is reality and reality is there is a possibility that a, let's call him vaccination terrorist enters as a member and, and is then indeed vaccinated and um there are other things also the so the shedding may come in here too and then maybe we have three percent who are contaminated by shedding so what what should i do now if if i know this should i say Okay, what what we do is in vain. Let's stop it. We cannot be 100% sure. But then I say we just go for the best possible at the time. Science is not sleeping. They will make advantage. They will make developments which we have no idea about. For the time being, if I say, let's say I can be 97% sure that if I get the blood from a donor from our membership, then I can be 90% sure I get really clean blood. Then mm-hmm. I'm very happy about it. Because if I say now, yes, there are a few uncertain things um, which we can, we cannot know yet how to deal with it. If I say, now, okay, then we stop the whole thing and we just uh, wait until we can exclude these dangers, then I must say then we have a 100% certainty to get vaccinated blood when we need it. And if I have these two options, then I would r- rather go for the 97% clean <laughs> blood and definitely go for it. Anyway, and what is very important, I mean, if, for us, it's not only about having clean blood ready when it's necessarily. To avoid it is one thing which we already talked about. But the other mm-hmm. thing is to raise an awareness for the whole thing that people don't get vaccinated because they know what's going on, that we can um, help each other, that we can be a community. This is also a very right. important thing. Very so, important. Well, For instance, we were denied the, the status of NOC in Zurich from the tax department where we are. And they said the reason was we were denied because we, they said we only help our members. So this is not uh, an NOC. And then, of course, I had to laugh. I had to say, yes, okay, of course, we take care of our members first. But first, everybody can become a member. Second, we do a lot of things which other people profit from. Like I said, we talk to the medical facilities. We make sure that we can reduce uh, transfusions in general. Because, to be honest, I mean, there are studies which say clearly which state that every transfusion has a high risk actually of mortality and it's not really proven that transfusions at all work we have uh, a video on our own website which we, uh, is uh, looking into these things and it's one point of view again and i don't neglect any point of view so i'm, I'm aware of these things it's not proven because there's one study or maybe two or ten studies on the opposite, there are 100 other studies. You, you always find somebody who finances a study and the result will be what you want. But um, so it's not about for me to making um, an advertisement for blood donations or so. No, do as little as you can, as you need. And mm-hmm. for me personally, I would only want a blood donation if it's really about death or life in this moment. Otherwise, right. if let's say if I can uh, have a surgery scheduled or so, I would I would definitely not go for the transfusion. I would go for another option. There you go. 
There you go. You know, a little while ago, George, you said that you are a spiritual person, which I'd love to hear that. And then you also said that uh, you've been in contact with spiritual healers as well. Now, a good portion of our shows here on the Hidden Gateway podcast, we get into spirituality and the unseen, etc. And I've had many guests on my show say that what we are experiencing in this day and age with this vaccination is a part of spiritual warfare. What are your thoughts on that? Do you believe that to be true or, or are you, you, you indifferent to that? Um, I believe nothing. Let's say like this. I'm, I okay. was raised as a Catholic. I studied all religions, you, you name. And um, whether there is a God or not, I, I leave this to other people. To decide there is something this is why i say i'm spiritual there are spirits and only this is a world which exists mm-hmm. but i'm not a believer in thing i i believe what i see and when i see okay. it i don't have to believe it anymore and it's just my opinion of what i realize however um i think what you just said makes absolutely sense to me so i if i would believe anything then i would say Sounds sounds very good to me. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just agree. Disagree. Very good. Okay. So tell us, how does the donor process work? How does one become a member? What is, member? What does that look like? There's only one way to become a member, which is our uh, over our website. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anybody should read the website a little bit before deciding to become a member, because it's quite a process to to actually enroll as a member. First, you have to go to the website. You can only do it. You go to members, enroll as a member, and then you have to answer many questions. You even have to upload your ID card, which we will validate because we have to make sure that you are a real human being and not a mole or anything or, or a spammer. So we, we actually we do quite an effort in this. So yes, go to the website, but read first what the benefits are. We the website is very comprehensive. It it says about a lot of things. And since actually yesterday, we have a new page on the website which is called News, which is news by country. For instance, we have one about America, before the about the United States, where the news related to each individual country will be. Very interesting. And so we read at least this one first. Then you don't have to send me emails and to ask where in Arizona can I donate blood now because you cannot donate it anywhere yet. We are right now in contact with several medical facilities which approached us and offer to become our medical partner. This is very, very promising. And this is why I'm so optimistic that we will get there very soon. Um, we don't have one yet, so please don't write me. Look at the website. Everything is written there. And as soon as we have facilities, they will be listed there. Excellent. Excellent. All right, George, one last question for you, sir. And this is something I ask each and every guest that appears on the Hidden Gateway to answer. Um, what I would like for you to do, please, is leave our listeners with what I like to call a token of love, simply something that you feel the audience needs to hear at this time, it can be a minute, two, three, four minutes, whatever comes to heart. What do you feel that people need to know in this time? Obviously, you provided a great deal of information today, but one last thing to leave our listeners with, please. You could have warned me about this one and I would have given it a few thoughts, but okay, then <laughs> let's say um, just out, out of the blue, 
I would say, yes, we live in very strange times, in times which I, who had at least learned in school very closely from the Second World War, have hoped they would never come back. And it's actually, from my point of view, much worse. We're in the Third World War. People have not realized it, but we are. But let's not lose hope because there are dark forces, obviously, trying to expand and there are good forces. And one of the most important thing is that you keep love, you spread love. You don't love only yourself, you love your neighbor. And if you go th- with a positive attitude, even to vaccinated people, I embrace every vaccinated pe- person shedding here or not. I don't really care because there is something more important than all the biological things we can talk about and this is indeed love so go with the universal energy or however you may call it with a positive attitude you don't even get the flu be optimistic there you go i love that thank you so much george and one last request for sir uh just tell our listeners your website where they can find you and uh, any other if you have any social media etc yes safeblood.us very easy uh, to remember. And from there on, you, f- you find links to, um, tele- to a Telegram channel, which we have, and, and other things. So safeblood.us is definitely where you have to go. And since we have now the news, blah, blah, with the United States one, go there. You find all the information you need there. Excellent, George. Thank you so much. I really appreciate what you do. Thank you for standing in your truth and doing the good works for humanity that you do. Blessings to you, sir. Um, And to our audience, I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Hidden Gateway podcast. As always, stay directly connected with us at thehiddengateway.com. If you need to chat with us, send us an email at support at thehiddengateway.com. And thank you always for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. Now, this will conclude this week's episode. Until next time, stay positive, stay questioning, be love, and be free. The Hidden Gateway, out. <laughs>